Hello, and welcome to the Brunch with BBB podcast, featuring your hosts, Louise Belize and Katherine Honeycutt of BBB Serving Eastern North Carolina. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Brunch with BBB podcast. My name is Katherine. Hey guys, this is Louise. And we are glad to be back again. We have a special guest with us today, but before we introduce him, we have the scam of the week. And (laughs) this week's scam of the week has to do with, of course, COVID-19. These scams aren't going anywhere, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. We just wanted to mention, you know, if your business is opening back up or you're trying to get ready to go back to work, if things are reopening in your area, Um, There have been some scams around cleaning supplies, such as hand sanitizer, wipes, masks, even toilet paper, um, as well as um, the COVID tests, if you heard about those scams. We just wanted to make you aware that there are some fake websites out there and scammers reaching out via text, phone call, email, trying to get you to order these supplies, when in fact it's just a scam. And so we wanted to let you know about that and let you know that, for example, if you're shopping online, some ways that you can stay safe is to ensure that the URL is secure. It's a safe site. You can do that. Um, We encourage you to look for two of these three things. The first is it's HTTPS, the S stands for secure. The second is look for a lock icon on the left side of the URL. And finally, if you have an Apple product, the entire URL will turn green. So look for that if you're shopping online. If you're getting text messages, phone calls, emails, um, first of all, do not answer if you don't know a number. Let it go to voicemail. Um, And also, don't click on any links. If they text you, you don't know the number, it looks fishy, don't click on the links. If it's in your email, you can hover over the link with your mouse to see what the actual URL is that it's routing to. Um, But if you don't know who it is, don't click any links. It can install malware on your device. It could ask for personal information. So please, please, please be careful with those scams going around. Um, And if you would like any other information about this, you can go to BBB.org and just learn about other tips to stay safe. Awesome. And it's crazy. You know, every time my wife and I go to, to Target, they always say, we don't have hand sanitizer. We're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? So <laughs> obviously, listeners, keep an eye out, right? Um, but with that in mind, and with that topic being said, um, we have, and reopening, right? Raleigh's, I mean, North Carolina's reopening, and everyone's concerned about this reopening. So we have a very special guest. His name is Sean Hassan. He is the president of Jan Pro, located here in Raleigh. Sean, how are you, man? I'm doing good. How about you, Luis? Awesome. I'm doing awesome, man. I'm home. I'm good with my little shake here. <laughs> so, Sean, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, how you got started with Jan Pro? Yeah, good question. So, you know, it's funny. Um, 2004, my father uh, found a business for sale. He was looking for his next venture after first retirement. First retirement, he, he was in the semiconductor industry for a few years. Um, he and Michael had a business together. Um, and then uh, he decided to leave that. He found 
a couple companies through Broker. One of them was Jan Pro of Silicon Valley. At the time, the family, we were all uh, back home in San Jose, California, where we grew up. And um, so Jan Pro of Silicon Valley was for sale. My father went out there, just, you know, did his due diligence and just determined that, hey, this is what I want to get into. But the deal fell through. So after that deal fell through, he because JanPro is a franchise-based organization, and there's JanPros across the country, he found one for sale in Raleigh, North Carolina. So going back to 04, uh, you know, Dad was uh, uh, talking to me about what he wanted to do. I was finishing my last year of college uh, when he did this at UC Davis in undergrad, and he's telling me he wanted to get in the janitorial business. I was like, whoa. So you were in semiconductors with clients like Intel and AMD and Texas Instruments. And now you want to clean buildings? Like what, what the heck, you know, <laughs> it's just weird. So, <laughs> so uh, we, so he and my mother uh, decided to move to Raleigh because we had two uh, members of our family relatives that lived, uh, one lived in Raleigh another family lived in uh, Anderson, South Carolina, uh, go to Clemson Tigers. And, um, you know, we, uh, so, so he's like, let's move there or, you know, so by let's, he meant my mother and my younger sister. Um, my brother and I decided to stay back in California. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know why Californians don't leave California. California is the world and there's nothing outside of California. Exactly. Yeah. Californians are weird. (laughs) And I'm saying that because I am a Californian. Um, so, uh, you know, dad came out in November of 04 uh, and um, took over JanPro at the time. JanPro Raleigh was through about three years old. And the original owner sold it to him. And I guess, like many businesses, when they're sold, there's a reason why people want to sell a business, right? And if you look at early 2000s, uh, North Carolina was, was Raleigh specifically was booming. It's growing. It still is growing. Yeah. yeah. So why would somebody want to get out of a needed industry back then? Well, you know, the old owners, they um, struggled to run a business in the sense of how Jane Pro is truly supposed to be run. They were running a cleaning company, right? Which sounds right. Yeah, Jane Pro is a cleaning company. Why not? But the position that the Raleigh office is in is not to be a cleaning company. We are a development office. Hmm. So our job is to develop. Hmm individuals who want to own their own cleaning company okay we're supposed to find people who want to run a cleaning business we're supposed to train and educate these people we're supposed to give them a distinguishing factor as to why they should be chosen to clean commercial and retail businesses so the old owners they took ownership of cleaning the process of cleaning if you're unhappy we'll fix it if oh my gosh you know if somebody wanted to own their own cleaning business they would say, yeah, it's easy. All you have to do is go to your sites and clean it, right? We'll do the customer service. We'll do the relationship building. You don't have to worry about it. Well, the problem is, is that's not how the model is designed. Right. The model is designed where we are advocates. We are in the background. We are uh, making sure there's harmony between customers and franchise owners. And we're letting the franchise owners run their businesses. We're letting the franchise owners talk to their customers. We're letting the franchise owners call the shots. We're just making sure they're using the right products 
or just making sure that they're following through with what the brain standard promise is. Right. You know, if if you go to a McDonald's and they say they're going to serve you a Big Mac, we know what the Big Mac's going to taste like. We know how the Big Mac's going to be made. If someone's not making the Big Mac right, McDonald's corporate gets involved and says, make the Big Mac correctly, right? So right. that's our job. So dad bought this business in 04, not realizing, oh my gosh, you know, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And remember, dad had retired, right? So his first retirement, he was not ready to fix an entire business that he just bought. Yeah. Not that he couldn't, but he's like, I know somebody who's young and eager. <laughs> and he didn't want to leave California. <laughs> oh man, I didn't want to leave California. I, um, I got my first job, uh, you know, shortly after I graduated at American Express. Um, and I was going to climb the corporate ladder and I was going to, you know, just, just uh, climb that ladder, right? Yeah. And get an MBA and become a titan of executive industry and a big name like American Express. Um, <laughs> well, Amer the division I worked for got sold off, became Ameriprise. So the timing was right. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm not part of American Express anymore. <laughs> I'm with this Ameriprise thing, which is doing well. Um, it's to this day, still doing well. But, uh, you know, I said, let me, let, me, let me look into this. And dad uh, flew me out showed me around North Carolina, took me to Cary, North Carolina, which was great because that was uh, very California-esque back then. A lot of diversity and culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, being a South Asian in Cary was easy, you know, right? So I was like, hey, this place is great. Okay, I can move here. The South yeah. is not Dukes of Hazard and, uh, you know, P.D. Pablo, take your shirt off, spin around like a helicopter. <laughs> Right. You know, yeah. Every time someone steps foot in North Carolina, they're like, once they once they live, if they live outside of North Carolina and they hear about it, they're like, no, North Carolina. But once they come here, they're like, man, I love this place. I never want to leave. Right. So we're doing You're something good. You're absolutely right. It is. Uh, it was great. Um, of course, being now being here now for 15 years almost is is amazing. I came out almost one year after Dad did, so November of '05 and uh, start out in the operations. Um, I had a, believe it or not, at the time, I only committed for about two years. Um, I had a deal with my old employer that if, that I'm, I'm probably gonna come back. And they're like, yeah, we'd love to have you. Cause I was a recruiter, right? I, 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 was, I was basically recruiting financial advisors. So uh, it was actually very transferable skill into what we ended up doing at Jampro with finding franchise owners. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was, I was a recruiter and I enjoyed it. You know, of course I was in my early twenties and, uh, it's it, being a recruiter in your early twenties when you're single is great. <laughs> and that's the only time you could really do it and maintain sanity if that's what you want right. to call it. Right. Right. Um, you know, uh, so, you know, doing Jan pro, I only plan on doing it for two years, but I ended up sticking with it because I enjoyed seeing the change. I enjoyed seeing the company change. I enjoyed seeing the people come on board, have dreams of owning a business. And now all of a sudden I'm responsible. I'm a big part of why they own their own business now. Right. I and, I, and I love that, that you're just touching on the topic of change, you know, and that you can change someone's um, basically business or home or even life, right? By kind of 
training them the right way. But now that you know we're among this COVID nineteen situation, how has your your company changed, or how has your business been impacted? You know, with with um with this season in our life. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, regarding COVID nineteen, um, it was it was odd at first because there are so many unknowns, right? I remember in the end of February, beginning of March, when, you know, there was no uh, firm, everything's going to shut down statement. It was like, oh, this is what's happening in Italy. And this is what's happening in South Korea. And things are spreading. And it may come to America. But I've heard things like this before, you know. So, you know, I remember when H1N1 was a thing. And it didn't seem to impact businesses out here in the United States economy. So I, honestly, at that time, I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be the same thing. But, you know, all of a sudden we had this interest in EnviroShield. EnviroShield is our proprietary uh, disinfection service. So we go to a facility. We take a, a electronic sprayer, electric sprayer that attaches a negative charge to the disinfectant particles. And the negative charge makes the particles hit a surface and wrap around that surface. And basically you can disinfect the whole facility and kill 99.99% germs and bacteria. So the disinfectant is safe. Um, so, you know, I could spray, I could spray your mug and bowl and plate and silverware and it would taste a little funny, but if you put it in your mouth a few minutes later, it just, it wouldn't negatively impact you. So it was, it was novel. And this is something we had for about 10 years. <laughs> for the first nine and a half years, 10 years almost, people are like, oh, yeah. So why do I need this if you're coming into my office to clean it every night? They're like, well, you know, it's that extra just in case, that extra what if, you know. I mean, right. no human hand can reach every single space. Right. No spray bottle can spray and cover every single surface with one right. spray or two sprays. So it's just that extra level of protection. Ah, how much is it? I'll let you know if we need it. Nobody cared. Nobody's like, ah, I don't need it. I don't need it. Now it's like, can yeah. you do it last week? Can you do it? Can you do it now? Can you do it now? And right. I started seeing that in March. Mm -hmm. So in March, I'm sitting there. I'm getting all these requests. And we're like, oh, my gosh. Um, I've been a cleaning business and some development office of, for cleaning businesses for so long that now all of a sudden I feel like I have to become a supply chain office. <laughs> I have to figure out how to get X amount of disinfectant gallons to distribute to the franchise owners. And on top of that, the actual spraying machines mm -hmm. um, started, you know, getting back ordered. Um, fortunately, because I adopted it very early, we had a good uh, participation. I had 10 franchise owners in my region who already owned these machines. Mm. Um, but now all of a sudden, the other 140 or so, you know, they're like, we don't have these machines. We want these machines. Well, you know, Janpro's in 90 offices around the country, right? I'm Janpro Raleigh is one independent office. Uh, there's 89 other offices in North America and more outside America, right? So they all want these machines. Mm -hmm. um, we were better off. Like I said, we had about 10 um, I had two in my possession that I would uh, loan out or rent out to franchise owners and also to do demos. But, um, you know, 
luckily, fast forward to today, uh, I am seeing, uh, you know, the EnviroShield spraying system is uh, replaced a lot of business that my franchise owners lost because some of their clients got suspended or some of their clients mm-hmm. closed down because, hey, we don't need cleaning services. You know, we're, we're shut down. So why do we no need to come in? Sure. Um, yeah. So you look at, you know, a third of our revenue over the course of one month has gone, has gone from full operation to no operation. These, mm. these clients. And now we're making up for it with these spray services. We were able to get about eight other machines. Um, we were able to upgrade some machines. So we found a new sprayer system that's now a cordless battery powered backpack system. Mm. So my people are able to wear these machines on their back and spray it. They look like Ghostbusters. <laughs> really cool. And um, on top of that, we found a new distributor for chemicals. So beforehand, we had one authorized vendor to to provide these chemicals now we have two so uh, the supply chain issue has been solved um, the interesting thing about what you see most businesses do like zoom uh, you know for communication we'd already been doing that for a year so uh, zoom we'd already been doing that for a year because we do franchise meetings and presentations and we have people in greenville north carolina they didn't want to drive all the way out to raleigh sit down for two hours all right so we started using zoom in the summer of 20 uh 19 early summer um slack which is a very popular communication tool i started using that three years ago uh, Mm -hmm. because we wanted a way of documenting and archiving and basically having a unified platform for instant messaging Uh, Mm -hmm. three years ago i had staff telling me well this is redundant because it's you know why use this when we can just text each other and send an email and well you know, Slack to me seem more secure. You know, I don't need to look an old email up if someone's no longer with me, try to find dialogue. It's all in one one place. Uh, so we'd already been on that for three years. So my staff, it was easy for them to transition. We became work at home on March 14th. And um, it's it's been it's been to the point now where the impact is half my staff uh, is, is able to pretty much do their entire job at home in fewer hours, more focused. Um, the other half, you know, they've had to adjust. So we do, we, we do new things like we quote buildings over zoom, believe it or not. So we use, you know, records of, of measurements and square footage details provided by that potential client. Um, we have a face to face meeting over zoom and we actually have the clients show us, from their iPhone or their tablet on Zoom, you know, details on wow. what their specific area looks like and with the square footage and the floor type information and the counts of, you know, how many toilets you have, how many sinks. We're able to quote everything fairly accurately um, over um, electronic. So it's mm-hmm. it's been amazing. Um, we use a software called Proposify to have uh, – all of our proposals done electronically with e-signature capability. Um, and even compared to other Jan Pro offices where I spent probably the first uh, in month, April, and then most of March, end of March, uh, explaining to other Jan Pro offices how to run an office like ours. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So it sounds like you're doing a ton of pivoting, 
you know, you've really kind of adjusted your structure and luckily you had some of those things in place before all this began to help you guys transition smoothly. Right. Um, but being in, in the cleaning service industry at this time, I'm sure you get tons of questions from businesses mm. or consumers about, you know, what's safe, what's clean, what's not clean. So um, we do have a few questions of just, you know, is there anything business owners and consumers should know in regards to cleaning at this time, especially as we start to see things opening, you know, what are your top tips for businesses and consumers on that front? Yeah, frequency is the big thing. It's going to be the overlying consistent statement I'm going to make is frequency. So how often do you clean it should be dependent on usage. Um, more people equals more usage. Uh, more hours of operation equals more usage, more visitors, depending on what type of business you're in. You know, so if I, if I have a client who's in the retail business, I don't expect them to have the same usage they're used to. If I'm a client in the, if I have a client in the food services or restaurant industry, uh, you know, I expect their usage to still be there, although without the visitors. So it's mainly the staff, the employees. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, we have a Chick-fil-A and we're still servicing that seven nights a week because of the fact that their employees are using, using the kitchen and the back area and the restrooms. Um, so, you know, that's still important. Um, the, the frequency of how, how much you clean in between. So let's say you have a cleaning company like Jan Pro. One of our franchise owners is assigned to your account and they're, you know, they're, you're their customer. So if we're coming once a week, then, you know, what are you going to do the other four nights that we're mm -hmm. not coming in, you know, during Monday through Friday, it's important to make sure that you are using the right chemicals, using the right disinfectants, mm -hmm. using the right, um, uh, you know, all purpose cleaners, let's say, Mm -hmm. um, to, to remove filth and grime. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, you know, we get a lot of people who are like, well, I don't need you to clean. I just need you to come and disinfect everything. Like, well, if you have a thin layer of dust or dirt build up on a surface and I spray disinfectant on top of that, guess mm -hmm. what? That you now have a barrier an, an eco barrier that's preventing that disinfectant from doing its job. Yeah. So you can't just, come in with Lysol and spray everything down, right? I'm going to go to Target, I'm going to clear out their Lysol, and I'm going to spray them down my office every 15 minutes. Oh my gosh, it's going to be great. <laughs> no, that's not great. Um, that You need to get rid of that dust. You need to get rid of that dirt. And um, So make sure you're, you're taking that in mind. Yeah. Um, toilets are important as well. I tell people all the time that if you want to clean a toilet, let's say, or anything that a human body, human skin touches, uh, don't just spray the surface and wipe it. Spray the surface, make it, make sure it can stay wet for about 10 minutes. That doesn't mean soak it down. A lot of uh, cleaning agents have uh, detergents and surfactants built in them so that they slow down evaporation. And that way, if I spray a surface with a disinfectant, one or two sprays on a sweet toilet seat, it'll stay wet for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. It'll stay wet longer than water. And, um, over 10 minutes, once it sits, once that disinfectant wells for 10 minutes, then you can wipe it down because that disinfectant has done the job of killing all the potential virus and bacteria on that seat or that light switch or mm -hmm. that handset on a telephone. 
Um, yeah, that's a I really would, great point. I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, when you spray the chemical on there, we just spray it and wipe it, you know, so it's quick and easy and we can start using that surface again, but we really need that dwell time. So yes. that's, that's a great point you make. And um, another um, question I have is, you know, what about hot versus cold water? Does that really matter? Sure. So if you can have your hot water maintain above boiling, so 212 degrees okay. and steam, sure, that's great. But can you picture people walking around with spray bottles attached to boiling water at all times? How's that possible? Is <laughs> anybody have like this little generator on their hip? No, it's <laughs> not gonna work. So what benefit is there to hot water? Well, hot water basically loosens and removes, but mm -hmm. it's not as effective as a, a safe chemical, a safe disinfectant or a safe cleaner mm -hmm. that is chemically engineered to penetrate and lift stains. Once again, mm -hmm. surfactants are the key word there. Surfactants maintain moisture and penetrate and lift residue. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a tenacious or a, 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 a you know, this is, my, this is the way my mom, my mom's mom, my mom's mom's mom taught me hot water, hot water for everything, hot water. <laughs> you know, I, believe it or not, some of the cleaning agents we use are deactivated by hot water where the chemical won't won't uh, be as strong mm -hmm. if the hot water is you know not cold or not room temperature yeah. so you know a lot of people think hot water is great well you know hot water is only good when it's boiling hot water is only going to disinfect when it's above 212 degrees mm -hmm. um, so it's important to use the right chemicals okay good to know and and so you know if i'm a consumer i'm you know, things are starting to reopen. Maybe I want to go out, support local businesses, support local shops. Are there things that I could ask the business owner, you know, am I at liberty to, to say, are you cleaning? Are you, you know, how often are you cleaning? Or maybe what are the things I should look for? Should I look for hand sanitizer stands? Or, you know, what are some of those crucial tips that you would have that would maybe make the consumer feel safer going out? Um, just kind of check boxes they could make. Yeah. So I think first off, as a consumer, you have every right to inquire with any provider, whether it's food or medicine or, uh, you know, food or grocery stores or, or, you know, a doctor's office, if you're, if you're getting seen for a medical reason. Um, it is very important to ask, what are your cleaning protocols? What are you doing right now? And how have you adjusted because of COVID-19? Uh, if a potential cu uh, customer of yours, right? They're not a customer until you, you transact. If a customer, potential customer, a uh, place where your potential customer is not able to give you a clear answer, you don't feel comfortable with the answer, don't put your life at jeopardy. There are other places that are willing to take those extra precautions. Um, right. I'm happy to say on our side, uh, we, yes, we have about a third of our clients which are receiving little to no services now. Uh, but on the flip side, we had a whole bunch of clients that asked us to increase frequency, you know, come out every day, come out twice a day. We've had um, places say, so, you know, like a golf course, we have a golf course and they were like, you know what, we don't need you everywhere, but can you clean our restrooms and our youth facilities that are, our members use twice a day, seven days a week. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So there is more of a mindfulness in the provider side. So restaurant owners that are still in operation, retail businesses that are still in operation, essential businesses, 
they are increasing frequencies. Um, when you uh, go to a place and you're trying to figure out what to buy for cleaning purposes, so if I want to buy hand sanitizer, you know, you do have the ability to, um, you know, read the labels, look for, right. I, I mean, our, us personally, if it's an isopropanol alcohol-based sanitizer, we're going to look at 70% uh, or greater. I think 60% or greater is what you should be using okay. according to the CDC website, but definitely look at that. Uh, there are also alternative primary ingredient sanitizers, which a lot of people are not considering. Right now we have a, a big drive for isopropanol alcohol, but, um, you know, there is a, uh, and I'm going to mess up the name, but it's, I want to say it's a benzo, uh, benzo something, benzo aluminum or benzo side, and that is a very effective sanitizer very effective sanitizer that can also kill um, germs and virus and bacteria. Sean, I'm going to go out right now and go buy that. <laughs> you got to find it. If you, if you go on Google, I'm sure you could type it in and, uh, you know, find the, um, find the sanitizer. But uh, right. it's, like, it's a benzoic acid, I believe it's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. Now, Sean, talking about the COVID-19, what, um, what resources do you guys have available during this coronavirus pandemic? And, you know, how can people contact you if they're interested in attending or they're even interested, you know, in learning a little bit more about JamPro and looking for these tips on cleaning their business or even cleaning their homes? How can we get in contact with you and what resources do you guys have available during this time? Absolutely. So, so we have, um, obviously, our office is operating. Uh, we have people working from home and we have some people working at the office. Uh, if you call the main line, 919-460-1777, you'll uh, be able to talk to people if you're interested in a quote for a facility, let's say your commercial or retail business owner. If you um, want to own your own cleaning business, I have a lot of people who say, hey, you know, I, I want to be in this industry now. Well, believe it or not, we're still awarding franchises. We're doing training remotely over Zoom. Okay. And we're, we're uh, able to remotely transact. Uh, and help people invest and start cleaning businesses right now. Um, if you are interested in just simply talking to someone and asking questions about cleaning, you can also call the office. We have uh, people available to talk and just give you tips on how to do it yourself. And we've even developed a 38-point checklist for oh. reopening, preparing to reopen your business. Nice. So uh, we can provide that today. Uh, to both mm -hmm. you and Catherine and Luis, and, and, and you guys can go ahead and share that and distribute it on your website. Yeah, definitely. No, that sounds great. Um, so we will definitely include in the description of the podcast the link to your website um, and all that contact information. So if you're a consumer, you can look at that information to know what to expect if you're going out shopping, eating, to see what you need to know, as well as if you're a business owner trying to reopen all the cleaning needs that you need to take care of that 38 point right. checklist and then if you're interested in in hiring janpro you can see what services they have yeah. like that Envira shield and all of that um so thank you so much sean unfortunately yeah. we are coming to an end of today's episode but we're so thankful for the time that you took to let us know about not just how businesses can stay clean but what consumers can be on the lookout for and that you know it's an all-inclusive effort we can all do our part to you know, help combat this 
terrible pandemic. And so we just thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you to both of you, uh, Catherine and Luis. You know, obviously the BBB doing great stuff for all of us out there in the Triangle region. So uh, if anyone has any questions, just remember 919-460-1777. There you awesome. go, guys. Yes, thank you so much, Sean. And for those listening, if you have any other questions about BBB, you can always go to BBB.org or follow us on social at BBB Eastern NC. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So feel free to reach out, let us know what you think. And also if you have some other topics you want to learn about, Louise and I would love to tackle it. Again, oh, yeah. Louise, Sean, it's been a pleasure. And until next time, thank you for joining us. Until next thank time. Guys. Stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye-bye.